Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Southern California, Joey. No chill, pray now. Hello, Andy. Good morning. Morning. Can I get a couple things out of the way before we get going? Let's go. Let's do First it. First of all, I like that we're like matching. We both have red shirts with right with white writing on them and some, you know, fun, colorful hats. The first thing I want to get out of the way is uh dirtball john e boy on instagram sent me three of these three colorways of this same hat which i believe is like an alt uniform for the san antonio missions it's the san antonio flying chanclas or something like that and it's just awesome uh a uh, a well-known thing in the latino community is mothers and grandmothers tendency to throw chanclas flip-flops in an act of rage and these hats are dope and he sent me a white one and a pink one and a yellow one it's like they're fucking awesome so shout out to him and uh the, the other thing i want to do is today is the day today is joe prano and acquaintances at the hollywood improv if you're in the los angeles area and you're listening to this and you haven't bought tickets yet you should buy them and come thank you that is all tickets available everywhere on all of my social media one last Hail Mary, one last chuck it down the field, one last Aaron Rodgers too high, trying to get one last dirt ball on the show. And bring friends and family. And bring friends and family. Bring strangers. Bring a hinge date or a bumble date, you know? Just find somebody on Reddit. Yeah, there's so many ways to meet people. I'm a little offended by what you said, though. What? You did not use the word Latinx. That's the correct pronunciation. Sorry. I don't I don't know how all that works. I, don't I love either. by I love by the way whenever I use green screen to sit in my old chair at the Smut Studio and then I drink a Topa Chico, it's just an invisible glass. That's pretty wild. Yeah. I was trying to explain the smart. I feel very Latinx today with my Topa Chico and my flying the chanclas hat. By the way, is is Latinx is that the worst? I would argue that's the worst PC. one of them all. Like, yeah, it's like the worst PC correction. Cause Latinos don't want it. That's what I'm saying. Like, like the yeah. polling, it's not just like, don't want it. It's like 95%. It's like you're, every it's, time just, I, it's, it's the perfect example of, Hey, white girls, just stay in your lane. I was just going to say that it's the perfect example of the white girl with the liberal arts degree from an overpriced East coast university. It was like, now we need to, there's no such thing as overpriced universities anymore. Andy, it's all free. Don't even get me started, man. Don't even get me started. Call like, is there a bigger sham than colleges? Like, you know, you know what? I'm going to have to just get it out there. Let me just get it out there and we'll move on. I'm all for forgiveness of debts, but, doesn't really address 
why things are so expensive to begin with, right? Yeah. Like, that's my thing. Like, why is it so expensive? College is the biggest sham out there, man. Like, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of shams. I, I'd put that. It's top 10. Yeah. It's top 10. But you know what? I'm not here to solve those problems because that's above my pay grade. I'm here to talk sports, Joe. Talk a little hard knocks. Talk a little NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL. There's so much going on. We got updates on Roscoe Gate. Yeah. Where got, do we start, Andy? We got we got PGA news. I mean, you know me because of the LIV, the live tour. Yeah. I'm dipping yeah. into golf these days. We got where some- where where do we start, Andy? What's what in Andy Ruther's opinion? What's the story of the day? Well, we have breaking news. We can start there. Okay. We can start with the the Chet Holmgren. News. Breaking, breaking news. Pun intended. Yeah, breaking a fracture, news. a foot fracture. From about two and a half hours ago, he will miss the entire season with a, is it a, called a Lis Frank, Lis Frank yep. injury yep. to his right foot? We see injuries happen to the feet of, of big guys all the time, and obviously, especially big, big skinny guys. Yeah, big. So he suffered the injury in the crossover pro am event while defending LeBron on a fast break, and ironically enough, this happened. In Seattle, Ugh. the place that lost their team to Oklahoma City, they were stolen away from the clutches of the Sonics fans and the city. They go to OKC. Is this Seattle's revenge? You take our team, we take your future. Seattle curse. I, I mean, it's the Sonic curse. I believe. I believe in it. Um, it sucks. I, I don't know if you recall, but I liked that pick and I liked that pick to them. Um, I came around after my initial reaction on him was like, Oh, seems skinny and not NBA bound. Then I watched him play a bunch and I was like, Ooh, could be a good fit for OKC looked really sharp. I mean, we, we were part of the boner program, uh, after his first, uh, summer league game. You were. Yeah, we the royal we. Okay, I'm just gonna the say because because the the Andy Rooster we. I, I, I don't I don't feel wrong. I don't feel I I don't feel like this is a fail. You know, guy guy hurt his foot. Shit happens. It does Chet happen. Happens. Chet does happen. But we also know when big men get foot injuries, they can keep having. Now Joel and be it eventually seem to have gotten over it, even though he's still a very injury prone. But it all starts with one. It's that, get, I mean, that's Bill, for, get Bill Wall into his house right now. He's like, get your face out of that dog bowl. Let's get you back <laughs> up on your feet. I have three letters for you. It's the most important three letters that you're ever going to hear in your life. CBD. Just start massaging it on you, eating it, drinking it, putting it in your ears with Q-tips. Throw it down into your eyes with an eyedropper. Bathe in it. Bask in it. Dance with it like it's your prom date. Make love to it like it's your prom date later on in that night. CBD. I think Bill could do some great things for Chet. He could do it for anybody. But, yeah, it's a shame. You never want to see injuries, especially to start a career and to miss an entire season. 
Yeah, sucks. that's that's deflating. Very deflating. Now, Patty other Goldberg. Big... What are you talking about deflating? Stop it! He was just because he was called a deflator in text messages by his own teammates doesn't mean he was deflating. Yeah, no. Maddie taking some taking some unwarranted shrapnel early in the episode. I love Maddie. Just taking it, taking that that IED out of nowhere. We had we had other news this week with former OKC player Kevin Durant who has now agreed to stay. He has rescinded his trade request. No more. He spoke with the owner of the Nets, and he said, I'm going to stay, and I'm going to make this KD, Kyrie, Steve Nash thing attempt to work. I don't think it will, but looks like he's staying. I don't think it will either to the point that, you know, a team with Kevin Durant should be expected to, which is, you know, you got to be playing in the Eastern Conference Finals, bare minimum, if not the NBA Finals, if not competing for a championship. Because listen, Kevin Durant, great player. Uh, I think at this point, like maybe even a bit underrated on the over underrated scale. But um, you know, yeah, like I know he's got his two with the Warriors, but he's got to be trying to win a championship, and I'm not sure that they've got what it takes at all right now. Like they're, they're multiple pieces away probably. Yeah. No, I agree. One major piece, obviously being Kyrie is on your team. That's not the recipe for success. Well, I, I think they'll for sure make, I shouldn't say for sure. And any, anything short of the Eastern conference finals is definitely a disappointment for the team. Yeah. But also, you know, if you're that team, you can't be like, hey, it'd be great if we made the Eastern Conference Finals because what the fuck does that mean? You yeah, know, it doesn't, doesn't mean anything. Right. But I think that that's where that's the minimum bar for success. We, we, you know, this Nets team, any team with Kevin Durant has to approach it of like, we're going to get ourselves to the, con- we'll do everything to get ourselves to the Conference Finals. And then we'll hope that one of the best players in the world can be a big part of doing the rest. I, I just don't know how this suddenly is fixed, you know? Oh, it's not. That's why I'm selling. I'm selling all my net stock of which I don't re- haven't really had any since they let goat Dan Tony walk out the door and, uh, you know, let James Harden walk out the door because Kyrie, they were fine with Kyrie Irving just fucking playing whenever the hell he wanted. So I've, I, my stock's pretty long gone, but you know, you have to, you know, teams are like a puzzle. And sometimes puzzles don't fit. And sometimes the pieces don't fit. And basically, you can take... In most puzzle, the pieces all fit, right? Are there ones where they give you them and they don't fit? And you're like, why would they pack this piece in this puzzle? Well, look, you know what I meant, or yeah. I was attempting to say. My point <laughs> is, sometimes they don't work. Like, sometimes you think, oh, it's not going to work. And you need the right code. We got to go back to Hobby Lobby. This fucking puzzle doesn't work. Yeah. You got you to, you know, the Phil Jacksons of the world seem to have make it fit with some of the eccentric and wild personalities that he had nothing against Steve Nash. I just don't know how he's going to be the guy to make it fit. Cause he's basically a peer, right? Like Steve just played in the league. Yeah. So I just don't know how he somehow gets KD to buy in with 
Kyrie and then the rest of the teammates. It's just not I don't think. Work. Yeah, I don't think he does. So I think I think there there has to be some injury. I mean, I, I it's obviously not Ben Simmons, you know, who could be fine for them, but that's not that ain't it. Ben Simmons, Kyrie, KD is not a championship team. I always forget that Ben Simmons is on the team. And for the record, that guy who went to talk shit at Ben Simmons when he was in like the candy shop. Yeah. You're, you're just you're just a douche, man. Yeah. You saw that? Yeah. I just think any of that shit is so super douchey. Like, like you're going to harass somebody in public. And film it. You're a loser. You're just a loser. And Hard to agree. And, and obviously, like, like we've been critical of Ben Simmons and we'll be critical of people because that's that's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. Welcome to Dirty Sports Podcast. We'll be critical of people. That's what we do. All day, every day. Critical gang. Let's ride. I got a great let's ride for you. <laughs> you want me to play it real quick? It's such a quick call. I, I, I can't get enough of the let's ride, so... A dirtball called in with his own let's ride. This would be uh, for Steelers fans. Uh, 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 hey, here's my uh, my impression of a Steelers fan after Ben Roethlisberger got them that first Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, Steelers country? Let's rape? Right, guys? Stay very... <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid it's funny Steelers country let's rape I like it it's good yeah it's good um back to what we were saying you're a douche don't harass athletes in public and if you do get ready to have your ass kicked yeah and by the way calling him Russell Westbrook I, I don't understand that is that what he called him or James Harden I don't remember it was, it, it was one of those. You need to get your ass kicked. Yeah. And this is, this goes more to the point of the, the, the Joe Prano number one rule for veteran multimillionaire athletes. Have a guy who's fucking down, have a guy who's fucking down to drive you home drunk, down to punch people in the face, down to whatever, like you bail him out after he does some shit. You're just not allowed to do that guy yeah. should be on the payroll. A hundred percent. I love that. You think my brother Mikey would be working as a longshoreman in the port of Newark if I was a multimillionaire athlete or celebrity? I'd be like, no, Mikey's my fucking turtle. The dude fucking headbutts people that get in my face. That'd be a great job for your brother. Yeah, I'm telling you, he's, there's never been a guy more fucking suited for it. Did you see this Magic Johnson thing I posted on our Twitter? I I saw dude it's so funny. I saw the Magic Johnson tweet. And then I saw somebody reply to the Magic Johnson tweet with a picture of him giving blood. I did not see what you posted. So Magic Johnson responded, well here's how it all started. A Twitter feed called at Cox Sources. Right. Right. Posted earlier today 
NBA legend Magic Johnson donated some of his blood to the Red Cross to help underprivileged communities help fight COVID-19. Obviously, it's a it's a troll account. I mean, it's at Cox sources. Yeah. And the picture, I believe, was from him actually getting his blood drawn for like an HIV initiative back in like 2002 or 2003. Okay. So the thing just goes viral. Right. I mean, this is very Barry McCockner-esque. And it's taken off and people are just so dumb. Like it's pretty obvious. It's literally at Cox sources. Their bio says featured on Associated Press, CBS Sports, Bleacher Report, Reuters, and more. My points my, or my posts are all satire. I am not a legitimate news source. Literally in the bio. So let's read right. people. But the thing goes so viral that magic has to respond to it. Although I'd argue he doesn't have to respond to it. What are right. you doing? Who, yeah. who are magic Johnson's people that are saying you have to respond to this? Yeah. I don't know if he has people that tell him whether to or to not respond to this. Cause who the fuck would tell him to respond to it? Hey magic. We got to handle this cock sources thing. It's getting a little out of control. So magic responded. I'm aware of the false story circulating the internet. And to be clear, I have never donated blood. Dude, it's unbelievable. Like that to me is why I love the internet and social media. Like to me, that is one of the funniest things. And as I look now, they took that. I bet they were threatened legally. That tweet's not sources. Cox sources that the the initial tweet is not up anymore. Anyway, tune into the next episode when uh, Andy will have his good friend from Cox sources on the show <laughs> He's promoting his new book, uh, Magic Johnson's Viral Load Tweets. <laughs> I just want to know what magic like magic's. Magic's not looking at this, I don't think. I don't think he's like, I don't think he's looking at the source. He's just responding. Like, you got to be funny. If you're going to respond, why not just like Magic at that point has got to say, you know, the reports are not true. What what he should have said was this, if he wanted to be funny, but he's not funny at all. I'm aware of the false stories circulating on in caps cock sources yeah and to be clear i never donated blood because the source was again in caps cock sources yeah and then maybe a picture of norm mcdonald in that tweet <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man these moments where you where you miss norm and you miss norm doing the fucking weekend update and this weekend uh, magic johnson responded to a tweet from cock sources that tweet's uh, it's about his uh, donating blood. I'll tell you who donated blood. Nicole Brown Simpson. After OJ murdered her. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's, a, that's the story from Cox sources there. Yeah. Cock! <laughs> that's great. That'd, that'd be a great little bit, man. I like it. <laughs> 
Magic Johnson may not have donated blood, but uh, uh, Ron Goldman definitely did after OJ decapitated him. And see, because he's a murderer there. Yeah. What's OJ up to these days? Is he is he still talking fantasy? I'm OJ Mahomes. <laughs> I'll never get that fucking tweet. I don't fuck get that video out of my head. Okay, everybody. I'm OJ Mahomes. Okay, let's let's hop into Magic's Twitter. Or let's hop into OJ's Twitter. So OJ's last tweet was August 18th, so seven days ago. The caption says, "When I was young, there was a different name for that." So this will be fun. What is I'm, I'm going to actually just ask you, what do you think OJ is talking about? Again, the caption, when I was young, there was a different name for that. What do you think he's going to be talking about? This is like a fucking this is like an old Johnny Carson bit where I like hold the hold the envelope to my head. I have no clue. When either. I was young, there was a different name for that. Let's see what it says. Uh, I have no fucking clue. You think it's sports related? I'm going to go. No, I'm going to, I'm going to video. It's a video. He's about to okay. talk. I'm going to go. No, that, that OJ's not talking about something sports related. Okay. Hey, Twitter world. It's me. Yours truly. Well, finally, the NFL is going to put this, uh, the Sean Watson situation oh. behind us. I'm wrong. Okay. Let's see what he has to say. It looks like his fine is 11 games and uh, $5 million. Uh, even though, uh, even with his legal costs and the money that he spent settling with, I think twenty-three of the girls, uh, he can he can definitely uh, afford it. <laughs> My- <laughs> so first of all, Magic commenting on a legal issue is wild. OJ, yeah, sorry, I keep saying yeah. Magic. OJ commenting on a legal issue. What what again? I would call peak twenty twenty two. Yeah. We live in the craziest time. I don't think people fully understand or embrace it. This is nuts. Magic Johnson is on a social media app. OJ Simpson. Jeez. All Magic Johnson did was win (laughs) fucking MVPs and, you know, fucking get HIV from banging a lot of chicks. OJ is a murderer. Stop confusing them. (laughs) Oh, my God. Andy Ruther, Dirty Sports Podcast this week. Yeah, you get confusing. OJ Simpson and Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson, of course, a basketball player. Uh, and OJ Simpson, uh, a two-time murderer. Yeah, I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it under control. Okay, let's hear what OJ has to say. One murdered people with their cock. The other people, the other guy murdered people with a, a, a goddamn butcher knife. My opinion is they should have gone with. Um, the federal judge who they brought in to uh, make this decision, even though I'm not bothered by this 11 games. Uh, he, he missed 17 games last year, and I know that hurt. Any great football player loves to play the game. Um, as far as the girls are concerned, you know, I always felt that some of them probably had legitimate uh, um, uh, reasons to, to, to take him to court. And I felt some of the girls probably jumped the board uh, when they saw there was a chance to make money. I will say this, though. I never understood why a guy would need so many different masseuses. I, I heard one time it was, he, he probably used up the 60 or so masseuses. Uh, 
I had a girlfriend once who used to have a masseuse once a week. A girl would come over with our table and give her a massage. I had a friend I played tennis with. How long is who this every video? Sun- <laughs> what the fuck is OJ talking about? Dude, this is the definition of CTE. What is he talking about? I don't know. I can't wait to figure out how to finish this. But I'm still confused. The caption says, when I was young, there was a different name for that. Yeah. For, for what? Happy endings? I don't know. All right. We got another 55 seconds. Let's hear what the G What? <laughs> Both Magic and OJ have no one cur- you know, curating their social media. Like it, it's, the, it's the wild west <laughs> with these old men. It's like... Hey, former athlete, they have an iPhone. Cool. You just let it rip, dude. No one is in his ear like, hey, man, maybe you shouldn't post that. No one. Sunday, Saturday or Sunday night would have his masseuse come over and it was always the same masseuse. I myself in my life probably had three different masseuses, maybe four, but two of them were associated with the Buffalo Bills and one of them was a guy, you know, uh, um, <laughs> And it really surprised me to hear that some of these masseuses uh, were unlicensed uh, massage therapists. Now, when I was a kid growing up, we had a different name <laughs> for that. In any event. <laughs> Wait a second. What's a different name for that? I don't think he's even going to say. Uh, what's the different name for unlicensed masseuse? Prostitute? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, and, and and one of my masseuse was a guy. Of course, he went on to uh, give my wife a massage after me, so I did cut off his head and bury him in my backyard. But that's why I then moved on to a fourth masseuse. But Deshaun Watson, 60 masseuses, when he's not killing any of them, seems like a lot. I would have, me, OJ, uh, uh, play in the league much longer at a at a at a much more violent position. Uh, only only would have had three had I not murdered one. So Deshaun Watson having sixty, well, that was called something else when I was a kid. All right, let's see if he says it. It's hopefully behind us now. No, he doesn't. I hope uh, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, can keep them competitive until he comes in week uh, 12. Uh, And I also hope that the Browns added an addendum to his contract. Only male masseuses. (laughs) Okay, OJ. I mean, what the fuck was that? Well, that answers your question this week and what's going on with OJ. That's unbelievable. We still don't really know what he's talking about. No. I love that. I love that you you're like we have fifteen huge stories to talk about. Anyway, should we see what the last thing OJ tweeted was? No. Well, I got I got a little. You know, we can segue to an update on Roscoe Gate. A Roscoe Gate because he keeps walking in here looking at me. He probably has to go outside, but. I do have some updates. I knew the dirt balls would be turned 
in responding to what I said about him being maced by the, the postal worker. Yep. Got calls, got DMs. Also, the poor Ruther Curse struck hard this week. Side note, connected. Did you see that? Uh, what was the connection? A postal worker was mauled to death by five oh, dogs. I did. Yes, I did see. I did see references that I did see somebody referencing you as at fault for that. Yeah. A Florida postal worker was killed by five dogs while delivering mail. Which is awful. Also, the timing is pretty terrible that it would happen the week I'm complaining about this. Roscoe's like, fuck them, postman. Roscoe's like, Roscoe's like, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Come on my lawn again, bitch. I spoke with my regular post. post. Okay, let's get an update from the regular postman. So regular postman said. So shout out to Jay, who delivers the mail in my neighborhood. Jay Jay was shocked. He, He was. So again, I'm, I'm in an association, homeowner association. Is we don't have mailboxes, so like all the areas just get their mail in certain areas throughout the neighborhood. And he was, I was pulling in right as he was pulling around, and we spoke. You know, he was in his postal truck, and I was in my car. He was shocked. He said verbatim these three words: "That's fucked up," multiple times. In fact, he was turned. Like he was like, are you serious? And I was trying to be level headed to the point of, I know you guys have to protect yourself. Like I said, on our show last episode, I know there's a protocol, et cetera. And he said, look, man, I've been delivering mail in this neighborhood alone for four years. I have not once ever thought he's like, I don't even carry mace. I, I they would never even cross my mind. I said, well, what would you do? Cause he's, a, and I actually had Roscoe with me. I said, he's a, you know, he's a little, little dog syndrome where he yaps and could be obnoxious and barking and rah, 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 rah. He said, dude, I put my foot up. If your dog came running at me just to like push him away or like, cause I've never mace him. And he kept saying, that's fucked up. And he was so turned. He goes, I want to find out who did this. He said it was Sunday. And he asked me if I was going to be around this week. And he said, I'm going to text somebody right now. He was so turnt. He said, I will give you his delivery route so you can pull up on him. And I was like, whoa, whoa, like, like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. But he was definitely more turnt than me. In fact, he, he has a dog too. And he said, he said, if somebody maced my dog, I'd mace that guy right back. Let him know how it feels. So he was turnt. So he clearly had my back. I'm so, gonna do it. And then what did the dirt balls have to say? They just shared different stories. Um, do we have any postman dirt balls? I know we do. I didn't get any um, calls or DMs about that. So I, you know, I don't know, but. I got a really funny story I want to share from a dirt ball about their dog getting sprayed by a skunk. It's pretty funny. Okay. So classic dirt ball. Shout out to at Mr. Degenerosity. 
who DM me. I'll just read his story real quick. My wife and I were having people over, end up being a late night partying. Around 2 a.m., I go to bed. I took my dog out to pee. There was a skunk outside and sprayed the shit out of her. I couldn't bring my dog in and I couldn't leave her outside, you know, because we don't have a fenced in yard and she'd probably go after the skunk. So I texted my wife inside and told her what happened. She immediately gets on the internet and starts looking for things we can use to get the skunk spray off so we can let the dog go into sleep. The internet unanimously said douche gets the oil off. We don't have douche in the house because my wife is clean. So she runs out, which I love that. I love that caveat because my wife is clean. So she ran out, found a Braves fan. There you go. So she runs out to a 24-hour Rite Aid and gets some douche. My wife tells me she goes into the store frantically and buys all their douche because she didn't know how much you needed to get the skunk spray off. She said the lady at the counter looked extremely puzzled why a lady so frantically needed 15 bottles of douche at 3 a.m. This is amazing. The douche did not work. The douche did not work. I'm here to say the douche did not work. Luckily, we had Dawn dish soap under the sink, and that takes off the oils immediately. So if your dog ever gets skunked, use Dawn I always dish heard, soap. I always heard tomato juice. I always heard that, too. That's a pretty amazing classic dirtball story. And then we had a few calls. I'm just going to play one of them. Can you imagine like somebody coming in and seeing a scene where you've had to cover something with tomato juice? OJ's like, what did I do last night? <laughs> did I, was I was I was I here? Your house is covered. Back in my day. I, gotta, I just want to say I did not do this. This was Mark Furman. We got a turnt call from A. Millie. Love A. Millie. Yeah, good to hear from. We haven't heard from him in a while. So he's calling in to just go off. What's that? I'm Dirty Sports. It's A. Millie. Haven't called in in a while. Listen to the last episode. And I, uh, I have something to say about these fucking mailmen who think they uh, matter. But uh, yeah, one time, this is a long time ago. I'm sleeping. It's a Saturday morning. It's like nine or 10 o'clock. I was supposed to be at work for seven. Wasn't there because I was doing drugs all night long. Probably just fell asleep. I get a bang at my door. Who the fuck is waking me up in my drug induced coma? So I get up and I open the door. It's the fucking mailman. It's like 70 years old. He tells me, is that your car in front of your mailbox? I look out. I'm like, yes. Like, what, what's the big deal? He said, if you don't fucking move that car, me and you are going to have a problem, and I'm going to call the cops. He slams the door. I run outside in my boxers, sweet boner still poking straight out of my fucking boxers, and I get in his face and tell him, if you call the cops, you might as well call a fucking ambulance because I'm going to send you out on a fucking stretcher. Then he commences to tell me, Look, just move your car, please. I don't know if he was scared of me or scared of my boner that was poking him, but yeah, fuck mailman. And you should get mace, and you should mace him next time. 
You might get an assault charge, but fuck it, dude. That, that ain't shit. You'll bond right out, bro. Fuck him. And uh, while we're on the violent subject, uh, I was listening to the last episode, and dude was talking about how he wanted to bet on the uh, Chargers and the Chiefs. Speaking of bets, I found this little fuck, Mac Knox, Twitter page. He runs a whole gambling fucking page now. Dirtballs. His page is called Follow My Locks. Exactly how it's spelled. F-O-L-L-O-W-M-Y-L-O-C-K-S. Let's all go spam his page and ask him every tweet. Did you? So it cuts out. This is a, this is a wild a, discovery. A Millie scorched earth. A Millie's like, first of all, kill all mailmen. Second of all, mace your replacement mailman. Third of all, we're hunting Mac the fucking the Welch down on the internet now. I love it. A Millie came out of fucking, you know, little little fucking drug-induced coma. He's now he's now healthy and clean and turnt. This is a wild discovery. By the way, let's not forget A Millie was the person who discovered that Spunky was a catfish. Yeah. He he was the one that uncovered Spunky Gate. So like a Millie's got a history of just like uncovering people. Yeah. So A Millie should be a private detective. A Millie should be like the Bayou version of fucking Magnum PI. Just in, <laughs> instead of Hawaiian shirts, it's old fucking, you know, uh, LSU jerseys. So, you know, he's got a fucking pickup truck. Dun, dun, dun. What year did Jay Cutler play for the Dolphins? Oh, I don't know. Was that 2016? 2017? 2017. Yeah. So in 2017. 2017, 2017 a dirt ball at the time named Mac bet Joe and I $1,000 that the Dolphins would win 10 games under Jay Cutler. Yeah. I think he started with 12. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> he did. He started with 12. So Cutler played 14 games that year. They went six and eight in those games. He had, he never paid us. He just he vanished from the internet. He disappeared. Or so we thought. Yeah. And now he runs a gambling Twitter account. Dude, this is wild. His Twitter account at follow my locks. Follow my locks. Follow my dogs. More like it. <laughs> <laughs> I say that jokingly as in case anybody of law enforcement is listening. Kidding, kidding, kidding. We don't dox people here on the Dirty Sports Podcast. The BIOS is sports investor, Alabama alum, covering all four major sports, specializes. He specializes in the uh, NCAA football, NFL, NBA, and NCAA basketball. Come win with us, established 2020. Now he del- here's what's interesting. He deleted the tweet. He deleted Emily came at him on a few tweets. He deleted one of the tweets, which I find kind of interesting. Which means his lock pick probably didn't work, and he deleted it. Right. Or he didn't want people to see the replies. True. So he deleted that. 
I'm out of coffee today, Andy. And do you see the struggle? I mean, I usually have a gigantic cup of coffee and you mock me, but man, you need that coffee struggles real right now. All right. Well, I got, I got something else for you. Great. Crack open a Miller light, man. Oof. I'm tempted to, to be totally honest with you. Right. Yeah. That's what what we have it there for, right? I feel, I feel like we say it all the time, but like, August, what a great end of August! What a great time to be enjoying a Miller Light. You know how many Miller Lights I had up in Tahoe last week? Oh, Miller Lights on the golf course, Miller Lights. Andy, Laz, and I went. The first thing we did, we went. We got us a thirty rack of Miller Lights for our Airbnb. Just, it's just summer. Have a summer. Yeah, have a Miller Light. Well, I'll be at the Hollywood Improv tonight. They have Miller Lights there. That'll definitely be my uh, my show juice, my joke juice. Yeah, we're coming up. Somebody on the, call for juice. <laughs> we're, we're coming up on that time of year. I know at least here the weather's starting to, the temperature starting uh, to dip definitely football, at night. Man, football, Miller Light, tailgates, chilling your boys. It's the end of summer, the start Somebody of fall. You write a country song about that. I agree. I bet there's, I bet there's a few out there. Guys, Miller Lite is the beer you should be drinking during the football season. It's coming upon us. You got baseball playoffs. You got football season. It's the best time to do it. Right you know, now, Andy, that's that's where my love of Miller Lite started. I should I should tell you. Oh, I didn't know that. At, at one point, you know. I was a Miller Light fan always. I'd even dip into the Miller High Life game from time to time. You know, I like a variety of different types of beer. But football season, it was always like, hey, you know, it's New York Sunday, football Sunday. Game start at one o'clock. You got to get up in the morning, maybe a little hungover from a Saturday night. You got to go out, you get yourself bacon, egg and cheese, and you need to go get a beer you're going to be drinking the entire day. And I remember being like, it's Miller light. Like that's the beer. Yeah. And then it just became like, it's a no brainer. That's what you go and you get. And you know, you can just drink it from 1 PM kickoff to the final buzzer on Sunday night football. Exactly. So next time you're getting ready to enjoy cold ones with your crew, make sure you go to MillerLight.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Did you watch Hard Knocks last night? I did. I skipped episode two. I went right to episode three. I called you. I said, we're going to talk Hard Knocks in the show. I'm going to skip to episode three. Is there anything I'm going to miss? And you're like, no, there's not. I'm like, let's go. And then the episode three started off with the cringiest fucking like I can't sell more Dan Campbell stock. So high for you. I used to coach sports. And when I was coaching baseball, you know, you got to give a pregame speech or you got to give a postgame speech or you got to give a speech maybe the day before in practice before a big game. 
all I was ever trying to do was like, be honest with the kids, be inspirational, but not be, not seem like whatever I was saying was calculated or cringe or whatever. I would never have gotten, gotten a prop and dirtied the prop just so that we could wipe. It's like, it's so now listen, I understand that coaches do this stuff though, to be fair to Dan Campbell. Yeah. But in the NFL, dude, I think they do. I'm out, bro. I, I mean, look, I think they do. Wasn't it Marvin Lewis one year who had the shovel? What are we talking about though? Do good coaches do this? Well, I mean, look, to be fair to Marvin, he turned around that he turned oh, it around. What what is happening right now? You're no, no, Mr. No, 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 no. Marvin, I've always said Marvin took the Bengals from like the Lions level to like, hey, they're consistently making the playoffs. They can't win a playoff game. So you need you yeah. need to hire somebody else to take it. My point is here's an interesting comparison, by the way. It's funny I bring up Marvin. Very similar, right? The Bengals were two and fourteen before Marvin got there. They went eight and eight his first season. I'm just saying Dan Campbell went three and thirteen. Right. Like at least Marvin instantly, hey, we're a laughing stock. Hey, now we're a team that can compete instantly. Lions aren't there yet. I'm not, I'm not again, disagreeing. With I you. go back, I go back to the same thing. Do you think there's any point in Bill Belichick's preseason where he's like, hey, I need some props? No, I agree. Go get me some, go to Target, get me some pants, take them outside, put some fucking chalk on them. We're doing a speech today. Well, I'll play the speech. Yeah, I agree. This was the speech, and obviously it's better with visuals, but I'll play the audio. Here's the one thing, man, that just irritated me about last night. In the critical moment, we control that game. We had control of this game. All right? We gave it away. Which, was that them or us? That was us, man. You know what I'm saying? I wanted some fucking pants, but I didn't have pants. This is all I had in my locker. But, man, you've done some hard work, man. You got dirt all over your freaking jeans, your warm-ups, whatever you got. And it's just full of this stuff. Man, to me, that's all the shit, man. All All the stuff that's been here that has kept us from winning. All the little, oh, man, but we did everything right, man. We had at the time of possession. We had all this, but we didn't keep them out of the end zone. Oh, man, we had complete control of this game. We'd hit these shots. We're moving the ball. Man, here we go offense. All we got to do is get the next. By the way, I'm confused there. Is he suddenly bringing basketball into this? He's hitting shots. No, moving- I, I, I'm assuming the sh- shots downfield or something. Okay. Next first down, we fuck it. Oh, God, we bobble it. They fall on it. Defense takes the field. We got an opportunity for a pick. We drop. All right. And this is not pointing fingers. In my- the point is, that's the you have lost me, coach. We're going places, yeah. man. Oh, there's no doubt about it, man. We're going. I- you can already see it. I got a fucking clear vision for where this team's going. But see, I would argue to counter that you, when when you lose close games, which is what they did all last year and what they did in that preseason game. I would argue you're not going places until you do overcome that. I mean, he's right as far as them being close, but having to use, like you're saying, all the metaphors and props. I wanted pants. They didn't have pants. I'd get dungarees. I'd get khakis. They didn't have pants. 
this right here. Zipper. Red zipper is that fumble. You guys follow me still? <laughs> these pockets. These pockets are these interceptions. Who's responsible for those pockets? Them or us? Like, uh, that us? We can't go out there and win game if our pants are pleated. Platform pants only. No pleats. Can't cuff them. I think at the end of the day, the main issue they have is some of the personnel. Starting with quarterback, you're running back to me as a giant question mark. Those are two very important positions. Like, they haven't even featured Jared Goff on Cardinox. Three episodes. They haven't even touched him. And your coach, I would argue, is questionable. Now, someone said to us on Twitter, they don't remember ever seeing a uniformed Joe and Andy. I'll okay. use yeah, not, not even hot take. And they didn't use the word assault, but like that you guys are both like unanimously like anti lions. And I don't even know if it's anti lions. I'm it's, not anti lions at all. It's more of the fan base. I don't even care. I mean, they're the hard knocks, right? Last year, we watched hard knocks, and our takeaway was this is boring, right? Yeah. Wasn't that our unanimous takeaway from hard knocks? Sure. What was our unanimous takeaway? From Hard Knocks when we watched with fucking Sean McVay and the Rams. That he seems to know what he's doing, but Jared Goff doesn't know where the fucking sun rises. Like, I feel like we've done this before. The unanimous takeaway here is like, okay, the Lions are whatever the Lions are. You know, you don't you don't get to know the Lions personnel because of like the fucking interviews they do with them on Hard Knocks. But you certainly get to see their coach. My takeaway, I mean, dude, I was all over fucking... The dude from Atlanta for wearing open-toed shoes. Mike like, Smith. You, you can't fucking you can't be a successful coach in the NFL if your team knows what you look like in Tivas. <laughs> but Dan Campbell's taking that to a different fucking level. I'll 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 write off a coach for his footwear alone. Let alone a guy coming in and doing like a fifth grade show and tell situation. Somebody give me pants. I stick by riding the under six and a half. I mean, if you're a Lions fan, it, it, but let's say, let's say they win seven games. Let's say let's say they like, let me, like let, but, but let me put it this for, way: like, like that's a successful games. season. You go forget seven their, and ten. For, you go forget seven their and games. ten. Forget their games. He's obviously winning people over with his personality, Dan Campbell. Sure. People like him. Yeah. Okay. I think he's I think he's likable. He is. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say this year for sure. Is Dan does Dan Campbell finish the season as the head coach of the Lions next year? So he finishes this season or next season? Do you think he he coaches two more full lion seasons. No, no. What the fuck are we talking about here? Unanimous. I don't have shit against lions. I just think that they're going to have a new coach in less than two full seasons. 
Yeah. If I thought the Giants would have a new coach in less than two full seasons, I'd throw myself off a fucking cliff. I just don't know, again, what the strategy is for these guys. Strategy simple. Have grit. more grit than them. Like, that's what I'm saying. Grit? I know, I, I know the in, players in like Ruther, him. This is, you know, welcome to Detroit Lions, Kim. Let me put this in a way you can understand. Grit, greater than sign, everything. Detroit versus everybody. Dirt, can't have it anywhere. Now, a lot of people think grit and dirt are the same thing. No, we want grit under our fingernails. We don't want dirt on our pants. Grit, good, dirt, bad. Are they synonyms? Yeah. Do we hate one and love the other? Yeah. Does that make sense? No. Am I qualified to be a head coach in the NFL? Absolutely not. <laughs> but I like talking like this. And fuck it. Let's do some fucking up-downs. I know the players like him, and I know the viewers like him, for sure. I like watching him. It's insanity. Me too. He's in, he, it is insanity, and it's entertaining. But again, does that translate to wins? That's all I care about. That's all I care about as a fan. No. You might get me... Here's the thing. You might get me turned and excited... Am I winning games? That's all that matters. Am I finishing games? Am I executing when it matters? This is real life. This isn't give it your all participation. This is real life. This is real life out here in these streets. Dogs is getting maced out here. It's a real fucking life. They might be given 130% as a team. Are you winning games? Even even in last night's game, like you give up, you give up a lot or whatever it was from Friday's game against the Colts. You give up a touchdown at the end for them to give for them to possibly win or tie. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's the a prime example the week before. That's a losing franchise. You still haven't gotten rid of that mentality. And I know he's trying to do that. And obviously he's using props for it. But you, you, you're still not that guy. Good, well-coached teams aren't giving up that play at the end. They're not putting themselves in that position. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. They're just not doing that. Do the Lions win more or less games if Roscoe is their head coach? Um, it's a good question. I'm going to say even. I'm going to say even number. <laughs> Roscoe is as qualified as Dan Campbell. I, I don't like when people say, oh, you guys are being so hard on them. Are we? Or are we just saying how we feel? I would never want him as my head coach. No. I've been critical of Zach Taylor. I'd want Zach Taylor a million times more than. Yeah. And I'm, but, but the thing is, I'm wondering, and, and, I don't really care that much, but like, are there Lions fans who are out there being like, yep, fuck yeah, this dude. Yeah, they are. I fucking love this dude gets it. Go on social media. It's all I'd run through a brick wall for this guy. Cool. Are you going to be able to execute a play? That's all I care about. You can run through your brick wall. 
Can you execute I, the play? I, I, I almost feel like that is that's Dan Campbell in a nutshell. Is there like, you know, Jared Goff gets under center. He's like, 52 is the mic. 52 is the mic. Okay. He's fucking calling audibles. He's like, hold on, hike. And then all the guys sprint off the field and through a brick wall. And Jared Goff gets tackled. And you're like, whoa, hold on. That was supposed to be spider two wide banana. Why did everybody just run through a brick wall? They're like, we did it for Coach Campbell. Well, I'll run through a fucking brick wall for that guy. Well, that's uh, cool, but uh, uh, that's never the play. Yeah. We're never going to call for you to run through a brick wall. How about I'll block my guy for Coach Campbell? Oh, I don't sure. know how to do that. Coach Campbell hasn't told me. And our offensive coordinator is arm wrestling our defense coordinator on the sideline <laughs> right now. So um, I never learned to block. I did learn how to run through brick walls, though. You, t- if I was watching Wiley, Wiley Coyote, and basically what you do is you just you never you don't hesitate, you just go straight for the wall. And I hope we're wrong. You know, it'll be entertaining if Joe and I are wrong and the Lions win ten games and make a playoff. It'll be fun for the show. I hope we're wrong. I don't think we will be. I hope we're wrong. But like I kind of alluded to earlier, I at least started to. If you go seven and ten and you you break the over. Like, what is that for you as a Lions fan? That's not yeah. good. You're seven and 10. You're stuck in no man's land. You want to go two and 15. You need the next quarterback. Jared Goff's not the answer. You need to upgrade the running back position. I like the Rodrigo guy. I like him. I think he could be maybe uh, somebody who, Maybe I'm just drinking the hard knocks Kool-Aid too. Yeah. I see that grin over there. You're like, he could be somebody who I'm like, could be somebody what? Yeah, I don't know. It goes, goes on to be good on another team when he's eventually cut, when he's eventually traded because the Lions fucking stink. You gotta just, you gotta like. Like, let me just ask you something. Next week, on a scale from zero, not surprised whatsoever to 10. Very, 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 very surprised. Where would your number be if Dan Campbell's speech, he's holding a balloon animal? So what's very surprised? Very surprised is 10. Not surprised at all, zero. Would you be not surprised at all if he was like, listen, this is a, this is a balloon lion. Let me tell you something about a lion's mane. You're like this guy. This guy's literally doing clown shit now. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I'd yeah, put like maybe a one. one. Yeah. yeah, two, one or two. If he came dressed as the cowardly lion from Wizard of Oz next week, that was the thing. It's like, oh, 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 we're gonna, we got grip. <laughs> oh, put up your dukes. I'd be like, yeah, it's a two. That he dressed as the cowardly lion. I'll tell you what lions aren't cowardly. Uh-huh. The Detroit Lions. You're like, what the fuck is coach doing? Now, if he had us, man, I'll run through the wall for that motherfucking lion. <laughs> he cute as shit. If he had like a, a, a staff of like a who's who offensive and defensive coordinators, I'd be like, okay, these guys are calling the plays. If next week's thing started with a Hakuna Matata uh, playing on on the screen, it's like this is also this is from the Lion King. I think you guys got to remember 
no worries for the rest of your days. You know, it's a trouble free philosophy. You know, you'd be like, yeah, it's a two, two on the surprising scale that Dan Campbell's karaoke Hakuna Matata. I want to see more Jared Goff. Like, what's he doing in practice? Why are you not showing me your quarterback? He was the number number one pick, right? You're talking about a top draft pick. They're not showing me anything at Jared Goff in training camp. Nothing. Maybe, maybe that was part of the conversation. Like, yeah, we'll do it, but you can't show Goff. I don't know. I just don't see them winning games. And again, I can see them being in games, but at the end, of, see, see, this is what separates good teams and bad teams and well-coached teams and poorly coached teams. Like last year, all the Lions fans who said we were in six games at the end. I put losses in close games. When it comes to sports, close losses, I put mostly on coaches. Right. You're, you're not getting your place to execute when it matters most. Trust me, I, I lived in Cincinnati half my life. That's always what it was. That's why they were called the bungles. They will bungle it up at the end. It was always a given. And then Joe Burrow came and basically is like the savior for that entire team and franchise. And that's what the Lions need. You need to find a Joe Burrow. Like you're not you going to know where you find that one overall. I was just going to say, it's not going to happen with Jared Goff, who ironically was also one overall. Can't wait for this to be put on Lions Twitter. Oh, he's going to get us turned. Look at you following Roscoe around. Is Roscoe okay? I don't know what's going on with him. He's being weird. He's well, he normally... did get maced last week, to be fair. He's not normally like this, though. I hope he's not shitting in the house. He's just moving back and forth from room to room. You caught me checking. I'm like, what's he doing? Buddy, what are you doing? He's trying to find a wall to run through for Dan Campbell. (laughs) He's like, why would you run through a wall? I'm just going to keep using this door. Go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Well, Phil Mickelson called it. Or I shouldn't say called it. I think he is owed an apology. Because this all started, this all started with him. He literally said he's going to use the live tour as leverage. And yesterday, the PGA announced the most drastic overhaul probably in the history of the sport. Beginning next year, there'll be 12 elevated events with an average purse of 20 million, and all the top players will play in all of them. A new fund will also double the value to $100 million in annual purses. Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy are now creating their own new partnership with the Tour. A tech-infused match of six teams of three PGA Tour players. All these things happening. And I believe that one, that it's like going to be like a Monday night golfing now. Correct. I'm I'm not interested in that at all. And I'm not interested in that at all because uh 
it's not 72 holes. And mm-hmm. if it's not 72 holes, you're not supposed to give a single fuck about it. And I can't remember who said that. Oh, yes. It was Tiger Woods two fucking weeks ago. It's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. Two fucking weeks ago, Tiger Woods said, if you don't play 72 holes of golf, you can go fuck yourself. And now is playing fucking nine holes of golf on Mondays on with fucking tech infused team play. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? So I'm reading this article on it. It says the irony again, this is a direct quote from the Wall Street Journal. The irony is that in some ways, these shifts reflects LIV strategy. This is in reference to the PGA Tour. LIV, which will increase the 14 events next year, is aiming to woo fans with smaller fields where high-profile golfers have committed and playing all of them. It's saying this is the exact same thing. The PGA is literally doing what they just shit on. You've spent the last six, seven months shitting on this nonstop blackballing, banning players. You've banned players and you're literally doing what they did. Yeah. Pay more money, create different types of events, try to create excitement. You're literally doing what they did. Now I'm assuming Tiger and Rory, since they're both Nike guys, it'll probably be, it'll probably heavy Nike sponsors. So now of course we're going to have to talk about Nike's treatment of its workers in China, the human rights violations that those workers go through um, to make Tiger's gear, to make Rory's gear, to support this new branch of the tour. That's what's going to have to be done because, correct, you know, that's what we did. Where's the money coming from on the other tour, right? I've never seen the hypocrisy happen so quickly. I'm so glad you brought that up. Tiger literally said this two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. I, I wonder what like diehard golf fans think of all this. It's, well, I was just about to say, it's so funny because, and I've seen it. I've seen it on, on Twitter in responses to golf. I don't follow a ton of golf stuff on Twitter, but I, fi- I, I, I follow my boy Matt Janela's, uh, um, you know, Fire Pit Collective. And he works with Shipnuck, Alan Shipnuck, who's a part of the Fire Pit Collective. Shipnuck was the guy who wrote the the Phil book and one of the people that was out there, you know, causing a lot of trouble with Phil, asking him all about the stuff. Um, But I've seen it in their replies. And to me, it's like, how in the world can you look at What are the replies saying? You know. Oh, this is like, you know, about about the live tour. Like, it's always, you know, it's those talking points. It's those bullshit golf. Have fun with like worse events. Have fun playing fucking not enough holes. Take you take your Saudi blood money and blah, blah, blah. You know, hope hope they don't get their hands chopped off. And you're just like, you guys have just been conned into like these talking points by the PGA. And like, you're just a ride or die PGA stan. Yeah, I don't get it. Why? Yeah. Are you getting paid? You grew because you grew up on it. You're just some old white cheddar dick to steal a great Andy Ruther phrase that can't even just like fathom thinking about new shit. But like, Joe, I love football. I love basketball. 
if, if they came up with a league that could rival the NFL or the NBA, I was just talking to, uh, I don't really the, care. Like, I just want to see the best. Eddie Ift about this yesterday. Eddie Ift was saying, you know, he's obviously a guy who surfs now. He skateboards. He was into that shit when he was a kid, surfing, skating, like, you know, BMXing. And he was just like, I always thought it was cool that they were always trying to progress. Like it's in, in, in extreme sports, it's all about progression, more spins, bigger, just always next level, like taking it, doing something no one's ever done. And that's because those sports, the fan base tends to be young people because young people can fucking do that shit without dying, you know? But in other sports, when the fan base is older, we don't want change. We don't want progression. And you're like, why not? I liked it better when they were playing in the Chuck Taylors and short shorts and they made set shots. I can relate to set shots. And you're like, you're a fucking dork. Literally none of these changes would have happened without the live tour. None, none, not a single one. So ultimately the live tour is enabling players to make more progression. Money? Progression. Yeah. It's progressing the game of golf. It's progressing it in a positive way. Where's the money coming though? Where's the money coming from though? Where is the money coming from? It's unbelievable. I mean, it really is absolutely. And that's just propaganda by the PGA to make you talk about that shit. Who gives a shit? Yeah. No, I agree. It's it, it. I mean, it's just wild how how quickly I've never seen like this. Everything has changed so quickly and turned around so quickly. That was like, a, that that. This is the golf equivalent of of Andy calling uh, Johnny Manziel a pro bowler. You're like, okay, you know what? We're three games into his first season. I think I made a great mistake here. <laughs> Yeah. Total mess up. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, it really is. I've never seen a league. I mean, they stand for literally nothing. Absolutely nothing. PGA stands for nothing. Not a damn thing. And to be honest, I'd be if I was a golfer, I'd be like, this is your league. Like, like th- th- this, these are the people making the decisions. Anyway, side money news. Uh, Nick Saban, eight-year, $93.6 million extension. Highest paid coach now. Whoa. Yeah, did you see that? You hear that? That's, I mean, not surprised. It's just great. Like these guys can't give it up. It's wild. Like at what point do you just retire? Yep. Right. Best around. It's nuts. All right. You want to hear from some dirt balls? Of course I do. All right. I'm going to play this first one from, from Kyle Aronofsky. 310-359-8365. That's the hotline. I've really been holding in a P. So I'm going to pee. Uh, well, I listen to Kyle's call. Yeah. From beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey. That's right. 
going on, boys? Kyle Aronofsky calling back once again from beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. I want to know your worst travel nightmares, just absolute horror stories. You guys have obviously traveled a lot for comedy and uh, other ventures. Um, mine happened uh, last month with Jay Lloyd. Uh, is he a Hall of Famer? I don't know. He's fucking good, though. should be a Hall of Famer if he's not. And uh, we went to New York for a uh, Dead & Company show at City Field. Took the bus up from beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. And uh, we had a bus set to bring us back to the town over. We were going to Uber back to my ass from there. Buses got all fucked up and uh, combined. And then the, the ticker on the bus wasn't saying the right thing. It was never Port Authority. And uh, we ended up not having a bus. At like one in the morning, we allegedly possibly could have been on some substances that grow in the ground. And then uh, we ended up having to Uber home from Port Authority back to uh, beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. Cost 240 bucks. It was an absolute travesty. And when you're in that condition, you just want to get home. And uh, I'll tell you what, when I got home and I got in that shower and then got into my nice clean bed, Jay Lloyd snuggled up next to me. It was absolutely serene. So had a happy ending, but fucking horror story. I missed some flights, but you kind of know what to do from there. You're in that mindset on uh, possible substances, um, allegedly. Probably not. Um, it, 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 it was terrifying. Horrible. Want to know yours? Bye. Connors R4, NJ Transit. I've had... Uh... A similar my here's my two big ones. First one's very similar to um, Kyle Aronofsky's here in uh, in having to take an Uber because I was trying to get to my nephew's little league game in time, and I had a rental car failure in New York where they wouldn't fucking rent me a car. Like in New York City, they told me I because I have a California ID, I had to get it at the airport, but I didn't have time to go back to the airport to get it before getting the game. I had to take a fucking $240 Uber out to my nephew's little league game. So that was one. And then another time when I went up to um, Alaska for the very first time, Alaska, they fly you through from LA through Seattle. I made it from LA to Seattle to Alaska. Fine. I made it from Alaska to Seattle. Fine. And then something happened with my flight and I was stuck in the Seattle airport for an entire day. I think I got to the Seattle airport at 10 a.m. And I think I left at 1 a.m. that night. I was there for whole fucking day. And it was a nightmare. And I hate being stuck in uh, airports. You, you know, you fucking you want to leave, but you can't leave. You never know when your fucking flight's going to be. Yeah. So living at the Seattle airport for the better part of 24 hours was a nightmare. That sucks. Yeah, that sucks. I have two for sure off the top of my head. One I think I've shared before. And that was a brutal day. It was 2009. I was doing a show at Virginia Tech with uh, Andrew Santino. When I used to do those frat shows. And we actually flew in separately. But anyway, we partied all night. Virginia Tech's in Blacksburg. My flight the next day was, well, I had to take a, this is like pre-Uber. This is 2009. I take a cab from Blacksburg to Roanoke. Then I flew from Roanoke to Atlanta. Then Atlanta across country to LA. But we partied all night, like all night. 
at the bars. And I, I don't like, like tw- black back in the old Andy Ruther, like blackout days. Like I didn't like, I didn't even wake up on my bed. I woke up on the couch in my room next to like a half eaten Jimmy John sandwich. And I was still drunk and it was snowing out and I had to take, oh, it was a brutal like February day. I had to take it. I was like late and I had to take a cab and the weather was awful. And then we were like hitting storms and the plane was just bouncing like this on the way to Atlanta. I thought I was going to throw up because I was so drunk and hungover. And then we were running late. So I had to sprint. Have you ever flown through Atlanta? Yeah. Massive air. I think it's the biggest, I think it gets the most traffic of any airport in our country, actually. Jackson Hartfield. So I had to like sprint to find my connecting flight. Ruther drops a Jackson Hartfield on us. Oh, I know airport names, bro. I I know airport names. Anyway, sprint to my flight. I was flying Delta. So, you know, it's a cross country flight. It's, it's a long flight. And of course my TV doesn't work on the seat in front of me. And I felt so bad. I thought I was going to faint on the flight, like halfway through. And I was sweating. I was sweating profusely. I took off. I had a hoodie. I took it off. The girl next to me was looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I couldn't stop sweating. And then I almost did faint. I could barely walk back to. I remember the, you telling me this story. Yeah. I could barely walk back to the, the back and they had to give me oxygen. They called the pot. They were debating landing. I was so fucked wow. up. Like I was that messed up. They had to give me oxygen. And, and, and you talk about being stuck in an airport. Dude, there's nothing worse being stuck in that, on that plane knowing you're still like two plus hours away. I've never been so happy to land ever in my life. Just to like, like Kyle was saying, just to get home and get in my bed and sleep. I've never been happy. And, and, and another story that it reminded me of was when I was living abroad in Spain, my buddies and I were going to Barcelona. So we lived in Madrid. Barcelona's like, I don't know. I don't know how far it is. Maybe like a five or six hour bus ride. We purposely yeah. took, we purposely took a bus, uh, like an overnight bus. We're like, we'll start it at midnight and we'll arrive in Barcelona early. And it was just a, it was just a train wreck. We brought all this liquor and we busted it out when the bus ride started and we were told we weren't allowed to drink. Uh, so like the plan was just to get shit faced on like rum as we, and then people were angry at us. We were too loud. You know, we we're classic Americans and it, it was just, it was a miserable six hour bus ride. And then we got to Barcelona off no sleep. My point was just to just get drunk and then fall asleep and we didn't sleep and we couldn't find somewhere to a hotel. And it was like 7 a.m. and I hadn't slept. And I was like, I just want to sleep. Ah, the days of partying. The partying, partying. Yeah. All right. We got one more call and we'll wrap it up. Let's do it. One more call. Hey, what's going on, boys? It's Randy Ruther's cousin, Tyler, from Arizona. Not calling you from Arizona, though, so if my uh, call sounds like shit, it's because I'm in the middle of nowhere, Colorado, right now on a road trip. Anyway, problem I'm having is uh, one of my fantasy football leagues, uh, not even last year, the year before that, the guy who lost is refusing to do his punishment. 
the punishment was to do a beer mile. In case you're unaware what a beer mile is, you run a lap, drink a beer, run a lap, drink a beer, run a lap, drink a beer, run a lap, drink a beer. At the end, you have ran a mile and drank four beers. Now, the person who lost last year, shout out to Dano, Dirty Sports listener, he did his beer mile. He recorded it. Life is good. The person who uh, the year before lost, we decided that because he waited a year, he now has to do it in a Naruto costume, a Naruto run, and he has to do it drinking warm IPA instead of uh, a light beer, preferably a Miller Lite, which Dano did. He's still not doing it. He is, uh, you know, he's gone silent in the group chat. I'm voting for banishment from the league, but nobody else seems to be taking it seriously here. Give me some, give me some ideas. Give me some advice here, guys. He needs to be punished accordingly. Uh, stay dirty. Condoms are for Cliff Kingsbury for ruining the Arizona Cardinals. Thank you. Wow. So I, I think that, that reminds us. We owe each other. Yeah. Yeah, we do. I was just thinking about it the other day. I'm supposed to go to an Ikea. I have to take a uh, gender study class? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get on those. I know. I got to get on it. Um, I think that this is very, there's a very obvious answer here. Banishment from the league if you can't get anybody on board. Um, also, like, is that what you want to do? You want to just be like, hey, no. So what I say you do is you just say, hey, here's the deal. Um, we all play in this league to try to win it, right? Um, if you're not going to take your punishments, if you lose, you're not going to get the rewards. If you win, you can play in this league again, but if you win, uh, you don't get the money and then see if he's like, nah, that's fucking bullshit. It's like, fine. Then do your fucking punishment. Yeah. That's fair. Totally fair. I'm in multiple leagues where they give leeway even when people don't pay up right away, which I don't understand. Right. Like I'm in a survivor league, which I don't know if I'm going to do this year because if you haven't paid the dues by week one, now this is a little different, but it's the same principle. Right. Why should you be able to participate? Yeah. I'm way stricter on, on money stuff than it. Like if you, if you owe somebody something, just, you know, get it done at a certain point. Which football's right around the corner. We're going to have to come up with some right around the corner. Some ideas Two two weeks from today, I believe, is the kickoff. Wild. Yeah, it comes at you fast. 310-359-8365. That's the hotline. Give us a ring. Call in. Thanks for all the feedback that you guys have given me on Roscoe Gate. I do appreciate it. Even people who disagree with me. Hey, I appreciate it. We appreciate y'all. Willie, I only had one come at me a little hard. Who was like, get control of your fucking dog. Yeah. Which, which to be fair, you know, I, I, I shouldn't, I, I take on you, this. You, you said that, but also they maced your dog. Yeah, exactly. It's like, dude, don't mace the dog. Yeah. You know, what happened to that woman in Florida is obviously tragic. She was attacked by five ravenous dogs that had been checked on multiple times in the last few years. Yeah. Like not a 16 pound multi poo. Did you see Dan Campbell has a really small dog? No. Is it called grit? 
a dirtball tweeted it at or DM me. It's pretty funny. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of fighting the dog. He's got a teacup Yorkie. That's why me and little yo-yo. Her name's Thelma. 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 Yeah. I had a second dog, Louise. It drove my Cadillac off the cliff after we went three, won three <laughs> games last year. <laughs> Great reference. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Dirty Sports. I'm at Andy Ruther. Joe is on social media as well. He's on everything. I am. I'm at Joe Prano on everything except for Twitter. Where I'm at Fix Your Life. I'm at the Hollywood Improv tonight in the lab with Joe Prano and acquaintances. I am at the Comedy Cellar in Las Vegas at the Rio. Um, Monday to Sunday of this coming week. I believe that's the 29th through the 4th. I think. Um, so come to that. Um, and just, yeah, just generally follow me on all the things. Drink some Miller Lights. Enjoy your weekends. Cool. Yeah, guys. That'll be it for today. Like Joe said, enjoy your weekend. Be smart. Be safe. And as always, be dirty, stay dirty, be dirty. You guys know, just be dirty. Dirty dog. <laughs>